Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Veteran and legendary MC8 has released his newest album, Lessons, which features DJ Premier, Conway the Machine... David East, Talakwali Corrupt, and yeah. more. With that, MC8, welcome to the library yeah. of Tamanico. Thank yeah. you so much for being here, man. Good looking, fam. Yeah. Full of dreams and a dollar sign. So I first have to know, like, um, before we get into the album, who you know you have such. I'm, I'm, you know, born and raised in New York, um, and you know, so we were listening to you know, called West Coast hip hop, but through like. Um, like my grandmother bought me a, a, a bootleg NWA tape when I was like 12. Uh, so stuff like that. So, That's tight. That's tight right there. Good looking, Grandma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, and now the place is gone, unfortunately. But um, where who were you listening to growing up and kind of what drew you to uh, not just hip hop, the culture, but also hip hop as the, uh, the, the art form? Honestly, growing up, I listened to a lot of East Coast. I mean, uh, as far as... Uh, my pattern of of my stories or whatever, I kind of got that from growing up in the hood, Compton, you know, listening to early uh, cats like Toddy T, Mixmaster Spade, you know, early Easy Cube stuff, whatever. Uh, a lot of um, Ice T, Six in the Morning, King T, You Better Bring a Gun, a lot of that stuff. But a lot of my music I listen to, uh, was East Coast, you know. I listened to uh, Treacherous Three. I listened to the UTFO stuff, the nice. Just Ice stuff, um, Mantronics, Coogee uh, uh, Rap and Polo, uh, Rakim, uh, uh, early uh, EPMD, early uh, Public Enemy, uh, Black Steel in Our Chaos. That's like that. That's what I really listened to getting into the rap game. So I kind of focus my style, so to speak, or or whatever you want to say. Um, I'm just kind of universal, you know, because I kind of want to, I kind of listen to everything. Even though we was banging and, you know, et cetera, on the West Coast, whatever, uh, music was universal. As far as hip-hop, it was brand new. So... That's bad. I listen to everything, man. Early Biz Markie, Big Daddy Kane, Roxanne Shante. I mean, I grew up on a lot of East Coast rap. Was there that like, kind of one, one? I mean, maybe one album or one track that you heard growing up that said to you, "Okay, this is kind of this is the album I want to make when I start making music," or "This is the track I want to make when I start making music." Um, I think the one record that I heard as a kid 
that made me really want to just go, hey, I want to be an artist or whatever. I think that's when I first heard uh, President by Rakim, Eric B. and Rakim. Um, that was the point in my career as far as hip-hop is concerned where I really wanted to pattern myself off of being a rap artist is when I heard Eric B. and Rakim. Oh wow, nice. Um, you know, we, I think a lot of times we talk about the, you know, like the the quote unquote older generation and the newer generation, and kind of how to, you know, can try to connect them and keep them having a kind of a conversation together um, without acting as if they're talking at each other. Or, you know, it's more like with each other. Um, so, is anyone from and you do this on lessons you do you do you know you you, you work with obviously a, a array of artists but is anyone that you're kind of listening to uh, i guess from the new school that kind of stands out to you remind you of maybe someone that you used to listen to while you're younger or um you know are you know something that you really respect what they're doing it's one of the reasons why i reached out to conway and davies you know um I respect what they, you know, I've been listening to the Griselda camp for a minute, follow Westside Gun, listen to him for a while. So I try to, you know, be open to all kind of the new artists as far, so to speak, because I do got a 16-year-old son and his taste for music obviously is different than mine's. Uh, so, you know, I'm able to listen to a lot of new cats, but... um I think there are a lot of cats who pattern themselves off of not saying myself, but the music that I basically followed the path of, of like uh, Ice T and Schooly D and whatever. You know that neighborhood music is what I call it. So right. I listen to cats like, um, you know, like I said, Conway, Davies, Jay Stone. I listen to Pac Man. Uh, I listen to a little uh, little baby. Who else? You know, my son listens to so much stuff. Right. There's so many artists. You know, um, I listen to a, a little Mozzie. Uh, I listen to um, who else is new that he plays that we always listening to. But but that's sort of the pattern. I listen to a lot of Kevin Gates stuff. You know, so I try to listen to you know. Um, not just the 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 fun part of of of, of hip hop, what they call it, or the braggadocious, the money, the cars, all that. I I I I tend to listen to cats that I feel that uh, deal in struggle rap, or you know, coming from the hard come up or whatever, living in poverty and you know, racial profiling with police and all that. So I kind of venture towards them cats a lot. Right. Uh, actually, I, I, and I want, and you mentioned the albums. I, of course, want to turn to the album. Um, I think it's, it's, you know, it's called Lessons, and, and what you say in the press release is that it represents your journey, uh, the things you've learned and experienced and been taught over the course of your journey, from street influences to music influences, and combining those different elements. Um, why, why, why now? Why are you releasing this album now? And on top of it, we're in, you know we're in the middle of a pandemic, so you release the album, you can't tour, right? Um, what were the, what, what's the significance for you to release it uh, now? Well, the significance is uh, to just try to sustain uh, some of the music that I grew up listening to, uh, what I feel is my foundation as far as uh, what hip-hop is to me, what music is to me, uh, 
And uh, in the time of, you know, the pandemic or whatever, I just felt it was time to really reflect on something that was, you know, more home based, more, uh, more uh, appealing than, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, popping bottles and popping pills and, you know, having fun or whatever, you know, it's a little seriousness. So I wanted to just come back and reflect on, you know, some of the things that I knew that got me through uh, rough times, which was the music that I grew up on. So some of the fans that I still have around and a lot of people that are going through it and having the time to just sit down and focus, you know, everybody's on their computers and listening to music and watching artists at home and on Instagrams and et cetera and social media platforms. So I just felt it was the right time to be able to reach people since it was a settled down type of everybody's at home, you know, and you can reflect on uh, listening to music because, you know, you can't be uh, sidewinded by being in the clubs and the glitz and glamour of all that, you know, everybody's on kind of like the same playing field right now. So it just gives an opportunity to be able to compete with a lot of the other stuff that's going on. So I felt it was the right time. I like how, I like how you, you know, it's called uh, Lessons is, is auto, audio biographic, right? And and I think if you look at, you know, you, you, you go into the tracks and the first track of the album is Get Money Man. And it's, it not just features the legendary Be Real, but what I also think is interesting about the album if you think about what the purpose of this album the track is what, if you think about what the purpose of this album is is that Be Real is the first voice that we hear on the album technically right and he does the first right. verse so why 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 that way why why for you why did you make that kind of the way you're the table setter you know so to say for the album that not just starting with your verse but you're starting with a Be Real verse well because be real is somebody that I've always respected as far as the music is concerned. Uh, he's distinctive. I mean, uh, his vocal prowess is very uh, familiar to a lot of people. And he his delivery really catches people. And the fact that I played on the, uh, the, the old school How You Can Just Kill a Man song was my introduction of trying to show people that it's about, you know, focusing, trying to get money, whatever you have to do to change your program up. And I wanted to set it off with somebody like Be Real, because, again, Be Real represents uh, the yesteryears of true hip hop to me. Mm-hmm. Cypress Hill was somebody significant. So that's the way I felt I wanted to start it off, you know, then to just start it off with something solo or something reflective on just MC8. I wanted to bring my my my, my Brown brothers to the table mm-hmm. and show, you know, the unity that I got with that side as well. You know, going through what we've been going through, so I wanted to lead it off with him. That's dope. Um, then, you know, another track, uh, uh, Honcho, uh, features uh, Conway the Machine you mentioned before and, uh, and DJ Premier. Uh, first, how did this track come together? It's obviously, one, you know, it's when, when Premier touches a track, it's always incredible, and, and Conway is, speaks for himself. Uh, and what does, and you mentioned it before, but what does Conway and Premier kind of bring to this track that maybe a few artists could? There's a few, but me and Premier have had a relationship for so long, and I respect the DJ, you feel yeah. me? Uh, I've always respected the DJ. Uh, always been a significant part of MC8 and Compton's Most Wanted and uh, 
you know, foundational hip hop, if you want to speak, you know, it's always been there to DJ, you know, and uh, I wanted to respect that by doing this record. And when I first got the track, um, <clears throat> I just reached out to Conway. We had conversated, you know, he was somebody that I was listening to. Uh, like I say, once again, somebody who I felt that uh, his verses and his songs, his concepts uh, for his projects were street life. And I know a lot of people don't uh, like to glorify that situation, but sometimes it's what it's, it's the realness of what we go through uh, growing up in those situations. So I respected him for what he felt he wanted to bring as far as who he was as an artist to the table. So just, just listening to him, listening to Benny and Westside and, uh, no one premiere and then premiere had did a song with them. I think last year called loyalty, which, you know, was one of my favorites. So from there, uh, I just reached out to Conway and, you know, we connected, told him I respected his music, vice versa. And we decided to do a song together. And, um, Soon as he agreed to be on the song, the first thing I thought about was getting premiere to do something on it because, again, I wanted to keep that natural feel of having a DJ and premiere, you know, so clever when he comes up with the hooks as far as his scratching and creating the song. So that's how we came about it. You know, I wanted it to be a big first single, you know, Conway is some of the new school. Me and DJ premier represent the old school of, of true hip hop or whatever. So that just blend just shows people the respect that the new school has for us and that we have for new school artists. When you actually, I want to ask you about features. When you, when you, when you decide to collaborate with someone uh, on, on your projects, uh, are you always are are you mostly also not just looking for someone good to collaborate with that you know that you you kind of you respect what they're doing and they respect what you're doing but are you also looking for someone that can will challenge you as an artist you know in terms of like stepping up your pen game um, is that always the case or or are there artists out there that um, what which artists out there are, are have have helped you or uh, step up your pen game when you do collaborate with them I just feel anytime you collaborate with an artist first off i collaborate with artists that i respect i respect their lyrical you know flow i respect their pen game so that's why i collaborate with them um whether they're i feel that their lyricism is better or helps me step up my game i always look for that you know it's a challenge for me because i want to be able to compete with the next best thing and for me to reach out to you and get you on a project i'm i respect you because of your lyrical prowess you know what i'm saying so I always want to be challenged as far as creating the best that I can create. And if that's by listening or uh, uh, doing songs with dudes that I know has a, a real heavy artillery when it comes to writing, then that's what I do. It never strays me away. Competition is good. Even when I'm in the studio working with my own cats, you know, I challenge them and myself to come up with lyrics better than me or i'm gonna come up with lyrics better than you i know i'm gonna do it because that's what i'm here to do not that i'm trying to outshine you but i'm trying to come up with the best possible and i hope that you're challenged to do the same yes i'm gonna talk about another artist you collaborate on this album uh talib quality on uh, past mistakes um 
when how did the track come together? But why um, why why quality for a track that you know is about self reflection? Um, I've always admired that side of music. Um, poor righteous teachers, public enemy, you know, messages. I'm not as political or as so to speak as my brothers who make it their cause right. but it intrigues me because it is something that's you know it's been around X-Clan Public Enemy Common uh, Poor Righteous Teachers uh, Black Star you get me I, I, I listen and I respect that music so I had a chance to link up with Quali and Another artist that I've respected, you know, because I've, I first of all, I've played his music. So it wasn't like I was just like, oh, man, I need him to get on the record. It was just the fact that um, I was a fan of some of his stuff. I liked a lot of the music that he's done, you know, with him and most deaf and high tech. And, you know, so like I said, I was a fan. So I had a chance to link up with him. And uh, we had a discussion and talked and exchanged numbers. And, uh I had got this track, and when I heard the track, the first person I thought about was him because of the subject matter and what I felt the track was going for. So who else better than to, uh, you know, to execute that than him? So I reached out to him. He's, again, you know, mutual respect, eight, definitely, it's no problem, and that's how it came about. And I didn't even have a direction for the song. It was just I had the title of the the track was Past Mistakes. So what direction we were going to go, I had no idea. He led the verse off, so I was able to follow the pattern of the verse. And we were able to come up with the song, and uh, you know, and he did the chill, came up with the mix, and took the self-reflection and all that. So it came out decent because that's what... That was that was that what was created out of just the title of the track past mistakes. So it kind of led him on the path of where he wanted to take it. And then I just followed along because, like I said, sometimes you need that type of of, you, you, you need that encouragement. And he set it off like that. So it gave me the. It gave me the it gave me the knowledge to want to follow in the same path. Aggression with the weapon in my past mistakes. Past the weapon, fuck freedom and aggression. That's in the past, so nigga the grown lesson. Actually, I'm talking about the, the beat. The beat of the, that track is, I mean, it's it's real chill. It's like a electric piano, I think, type beat. Um, when you first heard that beat, I mean, what was that? Uh, what, what what stood out the most to you about it, and, and why did you want to go like? Why do you like? All right, this is the beat I'm going to spit on. It was different, and I like challenges on 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 stuff. Um, I've never tried to create music off the the simplicity of what's been done. Um, I don't like to follow, so to speak. You know, I'm not a typical. Oh, I'm going to use this or that, whatever. Uh, I like I like differences in music. I like pianos and strings and I like just musical stuff. So when I first heard the track, you know, I knew it was something I knew it wasn't an average track, you know. Would a typical person in my lane pick the track? Probably not. 
because it doesn't it doesn't go along with the the typical West Coast, you know, MCH, CMW, NWA type of feel. But I I do that type of music. I've never stuck to the code as far as what you think a West Coast artist should rap to or whatever an artist should be able to create to. So when I first heard the track, I knew that I would use it, but I didn't know in what way because I had the song for a while. Uh, But I had just put it aside because I knew it was one of those tracks that you really have to create something. It can't just be some simple, you know, one, two, three, or four, and then whatever. So uh, I put it aside. And then when I I bumped into Kwali and we had a conversation, I automatically started putting lessons together. And when I started going back through the music and I heard the track again, I instantly said, oh, yeah, I'm going to send him this beat. So it's just something I'll be feeling, uh, even though I, even if I can't use it at the time, I picked it for a reason because I know that it's something there and maybe it takes somebody else to come along and work on it to give me that idea of where to go with it. And that's just what happened. And it wasn't that I heard his verse first. It was the fact that when I bumped into him and we agreed to do the song that gave me the push to when I heard the song again to go, Oh, perfect song for him. You get me? Yeah. And that's the thing I think about this album is I think it's not a very, it's, um, it, it, the sound wise is not a quote unquote typical West coast sound. I mean, you do, you know, you have your moment. There are those moments like the track with cocaine and, but, but you, but but it's not the whole thing, right? So like, I mean, and and you have uh, Talib Kweli, you also have David East on it. You have, um, you know, you have Conway. You you do have these e- havoc. You have either these East Coast artists, and I think what's important I'd like you to speak about is how does how does the art form uh, benefit from these collaborations? Not just like a West Coast artist collaborating with a West Coast artist, but a West Coast artist and an East Coast artist collaborating together. How does that kind of, I think, move the the art form forward? Well, first of all, it shows people that you're not one-dimensional. It shows people that you're a true artist because for a person like MC8 to be able to do a song with a Conway or even just know a DJ premiere or work with a DJ premiere or do a song with Havoc or Dave East and then come back and do songs with Be Real down the cocaine and and so forth. Uh, to me, it just shows your diversity in, in music. It shows your 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 willingness to be a true artist. I mean, because I don't want to be one dimensional to people. And I think what it does for hip hop is it just opens the, it just opens the, the reality or it opens the hope for people to see their favorite artists collab. I mean, cause that's what a lot of people want to see. A lot of people want to see their favorite artists collab together or do songs together or come up with masterpieces together, whatever, you know. And there's a lot of times where situations might not have us do that because of where we're from and what coast we're from and who we associate with or, you know, record labels, you know, so to speak. So I just think uh, being able to do that shows uh, 
the longevity in hip hop. It shows uh, where we have come from to where we're trying to get to, and we have a long way to go. But artists like myself and artists that I collaborated with are willing to keep that tradition of where I started in music to continue by getting on songs or collaborating. And even just for the fans who love both coasts of music or both different artists, you know, it, it just shows them the willingness to be able to work outside of the box. And that's good for hip hop because you never know what can be created. If I do a song and then he do a song and we do a song together, it just continues the longevity of it. So that's what I think it does for the status of what I'm trying to portray or what I'm trying to do as far as establish my foundation in hip hop. So, uh, so I have a couple more questions. Uh, um, and, you know, we talked about how this, this is, uh, kind of reflection of your your you know your twenty plus years in in hip hop uh, with the album uh, Lessons. If you take maybe a lyric that you wrote from on this album that kind of helps you, I don't know it might it might be a lot of lyrics, but that kind of define where you are now in this two dec two two decade run. Are there lyrics from one particular record that stands out to you? If you, uh, I, I pick, uh, from the, le from the, from the actual song lessons. Mm -hmm. And the first line I said is growing up in the hood, wouldn't trade it for gold. Nice. Yeah. So that, that's my, that's sort of my acceptance of where I come from and my journey of hip hop and what I've been through, whether it's been ups or downs, highs or lows, money to no money. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. What I've went through as far as growing up, being introduced, uh, gang banging, being introduced to hip hop, you know, crafting, over the years, going through the difficulties, learning contracts, publishing, and all that started with me just being a young dude, curious, growing up in the neighborhood, curious of this rap game, and wanting something to maybe uh, uh, get myself or my family or way out, so to speak, so... That record was is very strong to me. Like I said, growing up in the hood, I wouldn't trade it for gold. You have to just, like I said, I accepted what's been presented to me as far as hip hop. Um, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Whatever I've been through, what has ever happened, records, you know, good sales, no sales, having hits to no hits, you know, I, I just fell in love with hip hop. And that is something that I would probably continue to do. Even when I'm not selling records or anymore, I would still probably just love to go in the studio, turn on the equipment and create something because that's where it starts from. Just the love of it. Uh, I know I said two more questions, but I think that's a perfect place to end. Uh, new album is Lessons. Uh, legendary uh, artist, MCA, Hunt Library, Tim Heineken. Thank you so much for joining me, man. Good looking, fam. Growing up in the hood, wouldn't trade for gold. Young nigga sold a soul, how the world so cold. And my mama, a single mama, 13 in trauma. Trying to fight the fucking power low, young Obama. Intimate connection, eight in your section. Good times, one time's neighborhood protection. Niggas die in the streets, maybe it's your turn. Jealousy like a motherfucker, you must learn. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.